Good evening, folks. Welcome to another episode of Chat with Papa Joe. Hey, listen, there's a lot going on out there, and I think there's a couple terms here we need to we need to really define and, and look at here. Because boy, the media's got you all jackerated here. We're gonna talk about marketing and marketing for life. <laughs> Okay, folks, let me give you a little prequel, if you will. We're, we're going we're gonna to talk about where this discussion came from. And, and I'm seeing in social media, and I'm seeing the, the, the great divide in America. And I'm, and I'm seeing where this is coming from. And, and I can't believe that, that us as Americans, educated and all that stuff, we don't understand what's really going on here. And it's really frustrating me. And quite honestly, I'm kind of glad I'm in my closet talking into a microphone because every time the discussion gets brought up, you get interrupted and you get the whatabouts and then you get the Trumpers and, you know, I'm not, like I say, I'm conservative. You get the Trumpers that, that want to butt in and what about this? Then you get the, 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 the Democrats and the Obamers trumping in on their stuff. Okay, well, what about this and this? Look at, here's the real deal of what's going on and what you have to look at is there's two things there's two things in life with a very similar meaning and these two things will will get you messed up and twisted if you don't know to separate them all right there's a market and there's marketing and you have to look at life like that and this is economics 101 and stuff that they're not telling you and it's important that you know this and the reason I'm going to tell you this stuff we're going to do a a a, a really quick dive into some very boring economic bullshit and then you're going to turn around we're going to turn around i'm going to look at how how it affects you in your life and how you are doing the exact same thing you yeah you you at the microphone hey you in your car hey you on your ipad iphone all that you are doing the exact same thing you are allowing this to happen there is a thing called a market if you look at life in economic terms life is a market and what a market is is a place to move goods and services. It's the, the it's the whole arena. A market is where you go to buy and sell and trade and like that. So yeah, we can look at it in twidgets. And for those of you that don't know what a freaking twidget is, that's a made up thing. There is no such thing as a twidget. But in terms of discussion, it's something you can put your arms around. A twidget is a product. A twidget can also be an idea. It can be a teaching. A twidget can also be a value, a vote, if you will. Think about that. A twidget is anything that you want to move. Now, the market is the whole arena from start to finish. The beginning of the idea, the beginning of the twidget, all the way until it gets into the de destination, um, the hands of the per person that you want it to be into. Now, a marketer, marketor, however you want to say the word, is the person that wants to move that product. There doesn't have to be a need. There doesn't have to be a demand. It doesn't have to be anything. It's his job to take that twidget and move it. Because every time that twidget moves, there's a profit. Like I say, a political idea, a religious idea. The same thing as a twidget. Their job is to move stuff within the market. In your life, you have to look at your life as a, as a market. Everything you want has to come from somewhere. It has to. We are not, we are, we are born naked. Everything has to come to you via a market. Children get their nourishment from their parents. That's a miniature market. There's a supply and a demand. 
there's influence, all that stuff. It has to come from somewhere. Now, a marketer steps in. Their job is to create and influence that market so that you move it. A very good example of a worthless market, think of a sham wow. That was my cat saying wow. A sham wow is not needed. Their job as marketers is to sell you a sham wow. Burger King, their job is to sell it to you, to create a market, to create an environment that it will move. If they don't do that, they have a twidget sitting. McDonald's, Burger King, all of them. Those are the twidget sides of it. On the political side of the realm, they make no profit unless they influence you. So whereas we normally talk within a market, and the biggest thing, the biggest thing today is this whole thing about oil and gas. By God, that puts a burr right in my ass because most people don't know what they're talking about. And what the marketers are doing is feeding you information in a way that you will believe them so that you support Trump you support Biden, so you support this, and they're gaining votes off of this, you not knowing exactly what's going on, and it's creating a, a huge frickin' divide. They focus on one thing. Now look at a market works on three basic sections, if you will, three basic departments. There's logistics, production, and sales. All markets have the same thing. They call them different things, but all markets... And you break it down. Your economics professor out there is going to say, this Papa Joe guy's a freaking nut. Don't listen to him. I'm telling you, break it down. The logistics is, is moving things, getting them where they need to be on time, whether it's before or after production. Production is actually coming up with the idea and making it in, into a viable, sellable product. Now, that alone isn't going to help you. I know, I work in, the, in a business. In my business, I do the logistics, not all of them. Miss Marcy, if you're listening, you do most of my the hard part. But logistics is moving and storing and all that stuff. Then my production guys, my production guys produce the, 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 the finished product. That product would sit in my freezer or sit in a warehouse if the sales guys didn't do something with it. All three of those things have to be in place. And if you don't understand that, you don't understand what's being told to you. In the gas and oil industry, the salespeople, the marketers, are telling you what they want you to hear so that they can get the price points out of you. The production people are purposely being kept quiet, and the logistics people are vague. What's not being told to you is the relevance of the market. Dummy, if I can keep you focused on these three things, you don't even know what the market is. I can't get my soybeans out if I'm trying to sell it to Ford Motor Company, what the hell has Ford Motor Company got to do with a soybean, right? Now, I don't own the company. I work for the company, so don't think I'm trying to lay claims to the company. But but if my boss was out, did not understand his market, then the rest of it would not be relevant. So in the oil and gas industry, what they're not telling you is that they are speaking in terms of American logistics, American production, and American sales on a global market. The other thing they're not telling you, supply and demand. They, they These people that get on here and tell you that supply and demand is basic economics. No, it's not. No, no. Sit down, you guys. Let me let you, This is going to floor you, but supply and demand is not basic economics. Supply and demand are indicators of where logistics, production, and sales need to go, where the marketers need to go. They need to work on either supply or they need to work on demand. 
How that gets accomplished is through speculation and influence. The two things they don't want to tell you about. Speculation is guessing. Anybody who's in the stock market knows that the stock market doesn't run off of spreadsheets. I can change a spreadsheet. I put Rockefeller after my name and say, I think this is going to happen. I put Forbes after as my last name and I say, I think this is going to happen and watch what the stock market does. That's speculation. And the reason that that speculation works is because of influence. People that either have the money or have the knowledge being able to make those decisions. Supply and demand's got absolutely nothing to do with the market, any market. It really doesn't, because a good marketer will work around those two things. You have to know the market you're in. And, and just, as a, just as a side, the reason that the politicians are doing this is because we have lost our speculation and influence in the global economy. That's why your gas prices are high. Democrats, you're right. Joe Biden has no way of saying, bring those prices down. He doesn't. He's got no say in that. He can't do it. The president can't do it. But the people that run the global market are speculating on things like, are we willing to go after the supply, defend the supply, move the supply, pay for the supply? It's got nothing to do with supply and demand. There is plenty of oil out there and there's plenty of demand. It's got nothing to do with greedy ExxonMobil, greedy anything. What it has to do is we lost our influence by our inability to speculate. Oh, we're going to start messing around with things and we're not going to stick up for the countries that have it. Now, again, that's aside. That's my little political rant for the night, but that's what's going on. If you don't understand the market you're talking about, and if you're talking about oil in America, you're, you're, you're talking apples and oranges. You're trying to make orange juice out of an apple, apple orchard. Ain't going to work, man. Ain't going to work. You can complain about those apples. You can have a plethora of apples. You can be able to move them apples. You ain't getting no freaking orange juice out of it. That's what's going on. That's what a good marketer does. And in this case, your marketers are the politicians. Now, let's do the same thing in life. And this is a difficult conversation that a lot of you don't want to have. Because it requires a lot of self-reflection, whether you're on the right or the left, Christian, Muslim, or Jew. It requires, whether you're black or white, you have to look at and be able to separate out the two things. Right now, marketers are, are running this world, and you are the commodity. And the reason I'm saying that, the reason I'm able to say that, is because the whole purpose of marketing is to sell yourself. Look at the whole purpose... And in how we sell success to our children is we tell them to sell themselves. Give them the best opportunity, which is giving them the best opportunity in the market of life. You want to be the best doctor you can. You want to be the best welder you can. Best truck driver. The best parent. Well, in order to, to define that, when somebody tells you that, that means that they've already set the bar. This is what that twidget looks like. This is the best. This is what you want to be. And then... They focus on that. They don't focus on, on the whole, you know, they focus on the production side of it and the sales side of it. They don't tell you the rest of the story. And they're not going to because the rest of the story, just like in logistics and production in a market, are ugly. They're hard. They're dirty. They're sweaty. Or in my case, they're cold. Producing that product is cold, so they're going to tell you the upside of it. If you don't understand the whole market of being a parent, the whole market of being a doctor, and look at the whole thing, 
you're not going to know what's going on. Being a mechanic, being a paramedic, uh, all that stuff. It's great that you're going to be a paramedic and you're going to be just like that guy on Rescue 911 and Chicago Med or Chicago Fire. Yeah, you're going to have all that, that glory, and you're going to look good and all that. Ask your paramedic friends and your mechanic friends. Take a look around at them and ask them how many guys are really like that, first off. They're not, but the marketers are going to tell you they are. This is what you're going to be. Mm-mm, no, you're not. If you're not prepared for it, you're going to be a half-bald, chain-smoking, half-drunk, very disappointed, disgruntled at life, very angry person because you weren't prepared for it. You were sold on the, I'm going to save lives. Look at me. I'm going to exercise five times a day and I'm going to come home to, to the you know, apartment like them. No, you're not. You're coming home to a freaking trailer driving a freaking used Yugo because you don't make that much money. You have to have, when you're teaching these kids, you need to set them up. You need to start selling what it really is instead of, of changing everything to match the sell. And that's And that really is what's going on today. They call it today, they call it the big quit. I learned that phrase today on social media, and I think it's kind of cool. What's happening in America is the big quit. People are getting into the market, and they're going, this ain't what you sold me. This ain't what you sold me. I'm out. Because they have options now. The market has changed in favor of in, in favor of the sellee, in favor of the customer. And that customer is, is the younger generation. They have options. You can't sell to them the same way that we were sold to. I'm Generation X. I was sold to by by means of you'll do it or else. That was the market. You graduate high school, you get a freaking job, you get a family, become a man, and you work until you freaking die. That worked for a whole generation and generations before. This generation are going, look at, I see the product you're selling. It's looking good to me. But as I speculate, I'm going, I don't think I want to be there when I'm 50 or 60 years old. And there's more of us than there are are of you. The speculation and the influence are fucking with the supply and demand, aren't they? Now you got the big quit. People are going, I'm done. I'm not working. You just got taken by the market. We did. Americans did. And it ain't going to change. It ain't going to change at all by hollering at young kids, criticizing people, which I don't understand anyhow, because what we marketed to kids was was a generic be successful okay dad what is success success is happiness being able to raise your kids and be at home do what you want to do that's success have the availability to do what you want to do these kids have defined success for themselves i'm doing what i want to do and i'm happy i'm on a couch driving an old yugo that's enough to get me to the store and i'm playing video games all day who's the dumb one they played that market pretty freaking good Life is all about the market. Marketing is the arena. It's playing that game in that arena. And they have moved the twitchet, the twitchet being the job, the definition of success. That's what they. That's what this these younger generations have done. And that's really, quite honestly, I'll tell you from a Generation X side, that's what a lot of us have said too. You're, the definition of success, we're changing the twidget. We're going back to the market and we're saying, we don't like how that twidget is, how that twidget's made. Or we just don't like that twidget. That's a freaking inferior twidget. That success story you sold me? No, I don't need that. Here's a better twidget. We created our own market. Now you want in on it. Well, life doesn't life life doesn't work that way forever. 
And so I'm going to issue a word of caution to, to the younger generation and the people in the big quit. That's great. You've got control of the market right now. But in the words of my all-time mentor on on social media and, and YouTube, if you've never seen him, Gary Vaynerchuk, he's got a phrase, marketers ruin everything because they find that twidget and they run it in the ground. They do. They run it in the ground. Marketers ruin everything. Look at infomercials. They run them in the ground. All your self-help books, these get-rich-quick schemes, they run them in the ground. If you're not careful, the market's going to turn on you, too. That's my advice for you people in the big quit that are doing the big quit. Hats off to you. If you're happy living that way, personally, I'm not. Personally, I like nice things, but I'm a greedy capitalist. I accept that. No judgment on my part. If you want to live like that and that's what you want, that's fine. Just understand at some point the market is going to change. Set yourself up. Set yourself up so when the big quit is over, because workers are going to be needed. And you young kids that are in high school, right now, every year, and right about now, the, the, the whole I'm a senior thing is starting to wear out. And it ain't going to be long before you seniors in high school start going, crap, I've only got a few months left. And then I have to be an adult. What am I going to do? And so as you start making those decisions of what to do, look at the entire market that you're going into that you want to. There's there's this teachings and writings by another guy named Mike Rowe. If you've never listened to Mike Rowe, you need to go listen to him. Um, he's got podcasts. He does the show Dirty Jobs. Um, he's on TV quite often with his sweat pledge and things like that. His His theory will upset the market one more time. Your career does not have to be your happiness. Your career is what you do nine to five. Your career does not define what you do after work. So if you're good at something and it's able to give you what you want out of the market, whether you like it or not, you better develop the, the discipline. Otherwise, the market is going to get you. You have to maintain the influence or the market is going to, to get you. It all, Like I say, it all revolves down to life all revolves around speculation and influence, guessing what's coming using an educated guess, not what you want, not what you think should happen, what is going to happen, and then having the influence in that, in what you see. The whole supply and demand kids are looking at the big quit as we are the supply, now you're demanding us, so now we're worth more. Don't get that twisted, folks. Don't get that twisted at all, because if you don't have the influence, people are already speculating how they're going to overcome this, because you don't become higher up in the market by being stupid. You don't run a business by being stupid. You need to know how to have that influence, because it ain't going to be long. It may be 10 years, 20 years, maybe 30 years before somebody goes, all right, well, nobody wants to pack a bean into a bag. How am I going to get around this? Because I'm getting 100 bags out. I'm getting my poundage out. Pawpaw's getting his. I'm getting mine. And I respect you for saying, you're not paying me enough. I'm not working. Okay, I'm going to get mine though. And I'm going to figure it out. And that's what's happening. That's what you got to understand is happening behind the scenes. You don't want to work at McDonald's? Hey, we got these things that we can hang on the wall and people can start pressing buttons, right? Building cars. Most of that's becoming robotic anyhow. Okay, so maybe I don't need 10,000 workers. So you've got to be able to speculate as to what's going on and have that influence. Okay, you need robots. I'll do robotics. Start moving yourself, positioning yourself for the market that changes. And that's how it works. It, there's a there's this other, this last term we're going to talk about is being the ability to pivot. And if you talk to any marketer and anybody who's got any influence in a market, 
of any kind is called pivot. Their ability to look at a change and, and move. Okay, I can't do it like this. Okay, I might be down for a week or a month, but I'm coming back stronger because look, I got this pot of money. I've got these resources I've already been working on. You get on the phone, talk to the right people, initiate plan B. Plan B is initiated. It might not be immediate and you have... You people in the great quit, you have the influence now, but they're going to come back. If you are not prepared, the comeback's going to freaking hurt, and it's going to hurt bad. So start, start thinking about this, folks. Marketing for life. If you're not marketing for life, if you're not running your life like a market, looking at those three things, the logistics, how is stuff getting to you? How is your money? How is your electric? your food. If you live in the inner city, it might not be a huge issue. You walk downtown, you walk everywhere. If you're in a rural area, your market needs to be adjusted towards that, right? The production, who's giving you this stuff? Who's making it for you? If you're working eight hours a day and spending the rest of the time on the video games, who's making the stuff, all right? And watch out for the sales, the people trying to sell you what you don't need. You need to be able to work through and interpret what the marketer says. Sometimes that old school thing of just turn the TV off might not be a bad idea. Don't click on those things. Oh, look at that. Amazon can send me this stuff. Well, there's more to it than that. So, and, and if you notice, in the last 10, 15 minutes, I've said very little about supply and demand. But if you go to the internet and you have an argument on Facebook or Twitter or anything else, People are going to talk to you about supply and demand, and we were energy um, independent. No, we weren't. We were not based off of supply and demand. We were able to speculate. At one time, we were able to speculate and influence moving what we needed. Mm -hmm. The reality is, and I've talked to two people that are in the industry already, the reality is, is that by the numbers, we, we used to be at one time under a certain president, energy independent. However, our supplies couldn't meet our demand at the right time. We would be able to produce X number of barrels of oil and this much gas, but not enough at the right time. So at those times, we had to horse trade, get it from overseas, get it from the global market. Now, at the same time, when you're in a global market, you have obligations. All that that they said that we had in America, it wasn't ours. Understand that in the market. When you're looking, if you just look at supply and demand, that's what you get. If you don't understand the market, you might not understand where the supply is going. Is it already obligated? Right now, for example, in my market, our supply is already obligated. So supply has no issue in, in our market. We have it and it's already obligated. So if you're demanding it and you're not in that market and you're not already on the obligation list, it's not that we don't have the supply, it's the demand has already been filled. That is economics, folks. Simple supply and demand has nothing to do with it. And the same thing with workers, and the same thing in life. If you ever hear the term money does not equal happiness, it's, it's the same thing. Work on speculation and influence. Start looking and seeing where you can put the influence. Have an honest discussion with yourself. What do I want out of this? I might want to be a doctor, okay? That might be what I want to do. But as I'm speculating, I look at it, I'm going, well, to be a doctor, I'm going to have to move. I'm not going to get what I want when I want. It's going to take me years to build up. I'm going to sacrifice a family. But I can put influence into another market and still do what I'm happy with. I can put the influence in. I can build an HVAC company 
and make just as much as a singular doctor, your average doctor. An average doctor goes to school four years of med school, four years of pre-med, two years of internship, two years of residency. So figure 10 years to 12 years just to be a basic doctor. I can do 18 months at a HVAC school and build a company in 10 to 12 years and be making that kind of money. Even though I might hate HVAC, I absolutely hate it. But you know what? I can do that for eight hours a day and in 10 years be taking the same vacations a doctor does or more. But my market is happiness, seeing what I need to make it in that market. So, okay, that's a lot to digest, but I want you all to think about it. Bow your heads and pray to the great economic God, to, to that mushroom that you all like to pray to, and send this little message to your economics teacher. Start teaching real economics, real world stuff, not the easy supply and demand bullshit because you're hurting our kids. All right. Love y'all. Peace out. Thank you.